No charge to you unless 1-800-HURT-911-WINS your case. You may be thinking that because you're seeing a doctor, you'll need to at least have a copay. That's not the case. If you've been injured in an accident and come to HURT-911 and a HURT-911 Injury Center, zero out-of-pocket costs to be seen by a HURT-911 doctor. So what that means to you is simple. No charge to you unless they win your case. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. Hi, my name is Bo Jackson. I live in Canton, Georgia with my wife and three kids. I'm a middle school educator and have been for the past 20 years in the metro Atlanta area. I met Hyde and Donna years ago as their son Will needed a math tutor. Go Vols, buddy. Each week we would sit, do math, talk about football, and I quickly became part of the family routine. Dinner is at 7 o'clock in that house, and if you're fortunate enough to be there when dinner is served, you get a delicious meal. Uh, there is a special plate, and that is something that I have adopted in my family. I think it's a great uh, thing. Uh, our friendship grew over the years, uh, and whether we talked about math or our love of music or old SNL sketches, uh, when you're in the Chode House, you are family. Uh, they showed me by their example what a young, hardworking family looks like, the good, the bad, and everything else. So again, they're not just friends, they're family. I'm so proud of you both. You're doing a great job. And I'm so humbled to introduce Caddy and Donna in my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I got to negotiate this week. I was so excited. You got to what? Negotiate. I don't know what that means. Well, you know, okay, so I'm in sales. I've been in sales for like 25 years, and it's been a little slow because things aren't you know, happening the way they were pre-COVID. So I'm sending out a lot of emails to clients, but I'm not really you know, selling a lot of ads. <laughs> if anyone wants to call me up to help change that, please feel free. But anyways, so as you know, I cleaned out the garage and I, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> On Mother's Day. And Donna, I cleaned out the garage. I was out of town with my mother. Right. And Donna chose to be a martyr and clean out her garage. Okay. Well, I wasn't a martyr. I, I wanted to do it. I had had a lot of fun I, before. This will carry with me. For the rest of my no, life. Yes. No. Remember Mother's Day 2020? No. When I, I cleaned out the garage, a gift to myself. I had a good time and I did some things before that. And then I really wanted to do this. So anyway, that's not the point of the story. So I had some bags of things that I was going to donate or that I would normally do donate to like Goodwill or the Veterans Administration or whatever. But because you can't do that right now, I called like this 1-800-JUNK or whatever company to come pick them up. And I thought they would come over and like give me an estimate and then come back another day and take it. But they came, gave the estimate, and then they were ready to take it off. And so they gave me their first estimate. And I'm like, no, 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 too expensive. There's not that much stuff. I said, let me see your truck. And like, well, it's right there, ma'am. And I said, open up the back doors. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, this stuff. Because they tell you like how much room it's going to take on the truck. And I'm like, no, this stuff is not going to take that much room. I said, and, you know, there were like tennis rackets and old lacrosse sticks. And I'm like, some of the stuff you guys are probably going to want anyway. Do you have young kids? And they were like, yes. I said, well, you probably some of them, you know, you're going to want to take for yourself anyway. That that lightens the load. And they were like, well, what do you want to pay? Those magical words. And I threw out my number and they were like, well, let us go call our boss and see. Well, what do you think happened? They called their wife and pretended like they're talking to the boss. I don't even think they called their wife. I think they just stood over there and talked to each other. But at any rate, my negotiation was accepted. And they were fabulous, let me just say. These two guys were amazing. They took everything. They did it in 10 minutes. But, I mean, there wasn't like – there was no heavy lifting. This was like some rogue softball bags. and There are a lot of people listening right now that are saying to themselves, hmm. but, Caddy, don't you drive a truck? But there's nowhere to take it. Right. Well, you're right, Donna. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or I, I would have had – I mean, I would have had Will do it and paid him or – but the problem is right now there's just nowhere to take it. But I was so excited because I kind of got to negotiate and – that made me happy. Get, you know, you're getting back in. Yeah, bit. I'm getting back in the game. What was your Core 57 hype song today? We're going to add a little Hank Williams Jr. Oh, it's about time. To the Caddy and Donna Core 57 hype song Spotify playlist. Here's why. I was at Walmart the other day. And I always wander around. You're not so much funny. You, when In the past two months, if you went to Walmart, you, you sprinted through the store. At this point, you can kind of take a leisurely stroll through Walmart if you're wearing your mask and and... You know, in a Social big place, distancing. in a big place, I'm a member. I don't, I don't, I don't 
put a footnote on that kind of stuff Correct. anymore. However, if I go into a big business, I will wear a mask, you know, a grocery store or to a Walmart or to a Target. But now you can kind of take your time a little bit when you're strolling through Walmart. And I've decided yeah. to go through the music department, which what a shame yeah. this has become. Remember when Walmart was a place that you went to go get all of your music? It was a big, big seller. It's been reduced to about a, well, basically a uh, um, an end cap. Mm. And that's it. But there was a stack of Hank Williams Jr. CDs. And I thought to myself, you know what? I need to hear some Hank. So I went to my truck and did just that. And uh, we're going to add a Country Boy Cancer 5. I love that one. Here's what's interesting about what you just said. You know, you see the music on the end cap. But what did you say? You don't purchase it there, of course. Well, you, I, don't have, I don't have a CD player. No, in my no one does. That's yeah. my point. You know, it's almost like I understand why Walmart has like a, a, a smaller music section because all people are doing is using it as like a reference point to go back to their home or their vehicle and purchase it and download on it on another platform. It. Yeah, it's been taken over by gaming. Yes, you know that whole the whole music section of Walmart is now nothing but just. Games and gaming systems and but you know, we were talking about that the other day Like we we drove by a GameStop and I was telling the girls I was in GameStop and if you have Children around our ages. We have a 20 a 16 year old and a 14 year old I was in GameStop more than I was at the pediatrician You know every time a new Pokemon game came out and they had that whole thing where you Give your credit card and put down $5 and it saves the game for you for when it comes out. You're at the top of the list or whatever. I cannot tell. We don't, you don't go to GameStop anymore because now they download all the games. It's a whole new world. Whole all new right. World. Donna's hype song on the way here today to the Appen Podcast Network. Mine was um, Jay-Z. Okay. Empire State of Mind. Wonderful. With Alicia Keys. Love that song. Let me tell you the best song, best time to listen to that song is when you're flying into New York. You know, and you're coming in and you can see the city and you just put that on your headphones as the soundtrack. That's that's good stuff. God, I hope I get to do that again sometime, anytime. We'll add both those songs to the uh, Spotify Hype Song playlist. Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center uh, sponsors the uh, Hype Songs each episode. Now you have your own private station to complete your exercises. Book your workout time. Book your workout. Your Wookie. Book your workout time in advance. At Core 57. So last podcast, I revealed my second speeding ticket in as many weeks. Two speeding tickets in two weeks. So as we're preparing for this episode of the podcast, Donna says to me, I have something that I'd like to come clean about. So just like Donna had no information going into, you know, I think on the run of show, it said uh, Mother's Day surprise or Mother's Day reveal. Uh, segment one here says Donna has something she wants to come clean about. So I'm going to turn my hat around and take a sip of water and see where this goes. What do you think it's going to be? I have no clue. Okay. The bill of my hat keeps hitting my microphone. Sorry. Oh. All right. I, I have no clue. You don't have any idea? No. Well, so you came clean about your speeding tickets. Yeah. I am not. I have not gotten a speeding ticket. I am a good driver. Um, I'm a careful driver. But. I have been playing <laughs> since the pandemic started. I have been playing digi games on like the Georgia Lottery <laughs> digital games. I'm obsessed, but I have like a, I only play so many a week because I have like a, a, a no, I can only spend like $10 a week on them. <laughs> and I've won some big money. I've won like, I think one week I won like $50, which kept me going for a while. I, I didn't have to like put any more money you in the You sound like one of those people that stands in the store with their, their nickel <laughs> and scratches the tickets while everybody else waits to go through and, and pay. Here's the crazy and thing. And then you don't take your money. These you, You're the type that you put it you back in. You turn your ticket back in for the, another ticket. Here Here's the crazy thing. I think I have played a Georgia Lottery scratch-off game maybe twice when maybe you've given me a ticket or certainly like when it's... Stocking stuffer. Yeah, or, or like Powerball when the numbers are really gift, big. Party but I was just like bored, bored in the house, bored in the house. <laughs> I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. <laughs> bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. And I kept, because I'm working at the kitchen table, I kept seeing all... This is why you know advertising works. Yeah. I kept seeing all these ads on TV for... Now you can play the Georgia Lottery digi games, and I love playing like um, 
those crossword puzzles or, you know, I have a bunch of those on my phone that I play. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I'll just, I I didn't know that they were like, honestly, in the beginning, I didn't know that it was money involved. I thought they were just almost like a, an extension of the games you played there, but they were like, kind of like fun games. Do you know what I mean? And then when I got in there, they were like, um, cause you, I mean, you can buy a ticket for a dollar. I mean, most of them are a dollar. You can go up a dollar, two, three, five, ten. So I always pay the dollars. But then I realized that you win bigger if you play two dollars. So that's, that's as high as I'll go. Wow. And like I'll play Lucky Sevens or whatever. And I get so excited when I get a jackpot. I've been playing them sometimes in the bed, like beside you, but I have to turn off my, um, the Vegas yeah, because coin slot, <laughs> slot machine sound. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, because it goes, ding, you're a winner. <laughs> And there's something about being told you're a winner instead of being told you're a loser. Like, and then like if you lose, how many times it goes? Oh, try again. (laughs) How about another two dollars? But you know how I am. Like anytime we've gone to like hurrahs or when we've been in like Atlantis or anywhere where you know we're on the on a ship, we've gambled on ships. Like I, you get mad at me because I will get so mad when I lose money. That I will sit there, and you play slots, I play blackjack normally, but I will not leave the table until I think I've gotten back the amount of money that I came in with, which could take days to never, you know what I mean? But I get so offended if I leave, you know, like if I lose $30 or whatever. So this is not like, I'm not pouring tons of money into this. my question. How how much have you invested? $10 a week. And I said started maybe April Fool's Day. Have we ever? What's the maximum amount? Oh, I've won. won. No, no, no. That we played, oh. not that we've won. What do you mean that I played? The, the, in a week that you? Oh no, I only play ten. Donna, a week. come on. There's no, been I weeks swear. Where you? No, I don't. Unless up, like, I win more. Like if I win more, it goes back in. You put the it back in. Yeah. Like the man at the the right the quick trip. Like I've won. I won twenty five dollars on a lucky seven digital scratch off. I won. <laughs> How do you get your winnings? Oh, they put you hook it up and they put it in your little account. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that our bank account? <laughs> Is tied to the Georgia lottery right no, now. No, you just put funds in there. Like you, it's almost like Venmo. You you fund your account and then you have an account. And it's not like a hurrahs where you can get like a line of credit or something. You know, for the Georgia lottery. <laughs> it's just a little harmless fun. Uh huh. Okay. But I just wanted to come clean because I I felt bad. I didn't want you to think like you know. Dallas used to tell the story about her mama Gloria, and Gloria passed a few years ago. But one of the most pleasant women that you could have ever been around. Delightful. She lived in Alabama. And so anytime that Dallas would be bringing Gloria back to Atlanta and, and it was quite often Dallas has always been super, super tight with her family. Right. And so anytime she was bringing Joe and Gloria, her parents or just Gloria back to Atlanta, you know, from Alabama, the first thing that Gloria would want to do when she hit the state line was buy her scratcher. Now, (laughs) Gloria, the reason she waited to get to the state line is because Gloria was a Christian woman. Right. And she did not want anyone to know that she was playing the lottery. But that was one of her, um, that was just one of her secrets yeah. that she had. Wouldn't she have Dallas go in and get the tickets? I think so. For- kind of like my mom growing up. Yeah. Um, my mother would, well, she wouldn't send me to the liquor store when I was an underage child. But this has to do with not being wanting to be seen. And my mother, who was a school teacher, public school teacher my entire life, in North Carolina, they don't have liquor. They're called ABC stores. They're controlled right. by the state, alcohol, beverage control. They're not just like greens and uh, who's your big client? Tower. Tower. And, and and those aren't around in North Carolina. And so my mother, who loves her vodka, her Smirnoff vodka, t- to this day, um, would would go in three counties away from where we lived. Like She would oh, drive to yeah. the ABC store three counties away because she didn't want anyone to see her. Her students, right. who were or probably in their underage drinking. With their IDs and things. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. Going to a liquor store three counties away? Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, like, I remember seeing at one point, we had this store in Smyrna. If you grew up in Smyrna, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I remember that store. It's called Sing, S-I-N-G, the Sing store. And I remember one time seeing one of my teachers, an older woman in there, and she was buying like a 12-pack of Natty Light. And I was just like, what? That's the one my daddy drinks. You know what I mean? Like, why is Mrs. <laughs> you know, Finkensnyder drinking this? 
Like, what is she doing? She's a regular person. Though. Well, and plus she was a woman. It was just, it, back then, it was just, I mean, this is going to sound crazy to anybody listening now, but it wasn't like she had like a 12-pack of Trulies or something, you know, like, or, or like Bartles and James. It was just like, is she buying that for her husband? What's she doing with that? You know, it was just like, create a whole host of questions. I think though it shows how we, we hold our teachers in such high regard. Oh, absolutely. And I saw this growing up when my granny... Uh, my dad's mother, probably the most influential person in my entire life. She was a school teacher her entire life as well. And I remember we would go to the serve merchandise, service merchandise in Charlotte where she lived. And, you know, she buy toys for us and whatever book grant grant. Granny was big about books too. You had to buy books, but she would always run into students, past students in the serve, service merchandise. And they would be so kind to her and they would always hug her and say, oh, yeah. you know, Mrs. Choate, you were, the, the most, the, you know, the best teacher. So the, influential. The, yes. The, yeah. the, and, and as a young kid watching these people say that about your grandmother, it meant a lot to you. Yeah. You te- teachers do big things. I mean, you know, we say that all the time, pre pandemic, pandemic, post pandemic. I mean, you just, uh, they, they can have such a, such an important, um, effect on kids lives, but it's the opposite. I feel bad for them sometimes because they can't live their lives. Cause we're all like, Mrs. Choate wears a bikini. You know what I mean? Like, what? Mrs. Choate's buying her a 12-pack and Addy Mike. <laughs> what's she She's doing? wearing flip-flops. Yeah, what's she doing? And a bikini doing? bottom. What's she doing? She's a teacher. She can't be out in public <laughs> buying beer, wearing a bikini bottom. In the sunlight? Goodness yeah. gracious. What's she thinking? Seriously. Well, I feel better since I came clean, so. All right. Donna has an addiction to gambling. I, I do not. Is what we learned from okay. segment one. <laughs> I do not. That And I, not just gambling. It, it's it's scratchers. It's not just scratchers, it's scratchers online. Digital scratchers. On your smartphone. I am hardly addicted. Let's move on. The supercharged virtual listing system from Tracy Cousineau's Real Estate Expert Advisors. It's a professional 3D reality uh, virtual tour. Um, What happens is they send a, a videographer to your home and they capture the brilliance of your home. Uh, virtual staging consult- uh, consultations, virtual listing consultations, virtual home tours, all part of the supercharged virtual listing machine. When you list with Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors, Tracy Cousineau has a proven marketing system to get you up to 18% more, 18% more than an average real estate agent. TracyCousineau.com, that's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know she's going to sell your home. Reach out to Tracy at 855-MY-EXPERT. Donna's been on this cleaning binge because she did the garage on Mother's Day. And you've also been cleaning out your closet for what seems like weeks. Yes. And you've been reminiscing. I have. About well, particular dresses and particular pieces. And of course, you, you, have, you have just kind of like when I was going through the, the photographs, if you remember this whole story, you have no enthusiasm for these outfits whatsoever. I'll bring them out and I'm like, look at this. Can you believe, first of all. There's the reminiscing of where you wore it. For me, there's also... I can't believe you even remember that stuff. Oh, I remember everything. Donna come out of her closet with a floral print pullover. Well, there, there's nothing like that. But be like, remember this? I wore this to this dinner I, I with so-and-so. It. And I'm like, I don't even remember... I don't even remember that dinner. I remember. I remember the dinner. I remember who was there. I have a, I have a memory, unfortunately, for you, like an elephant. Yes, and that's... Yeah. I feel bad for you there, but... Uh, my my bigger shock with these outfits is how did I get one knee, one breastus in this dressus? Because I mean, I'm like, I know I'm big coming out of COVID, but it's like, God, I was so tiny. Like what? And some of these outfits I wore when I was pregnant and, and, and I'm not even pregnant and I couldn't get into them now. But at any rate, I found a dress like this flappers dress that I wore to this yeah, like a four fifties part. Remember, we did the one in Charleston for the front page club. I wore that dress. I found the dress that I wore in the Bahamas or St. Thomas for the night after we got married. I found and most of these I kept. Um, I found my wedding dress, the second one. I found um, oh, and so I found what we started talking about was I found this. It was this awesome, like shimmery strapless top that I remember I wore with these, you know, wide leg black pants and I was pregnant for the CMAs in New York City. The country come to town. It was 2005 when the CMA Country Music Association based in Nashville said, you know what? We're going to take the show to the city. 
The city. To New York City. There was a little bit of pushback. I think there was a lot of pushback. The CMAs had never been held anywhere. And, and since New York in 05 had never been held anywhere, but in Nashville. Two big award shows, just for reference. To, to, to The CMAs are based in Nashville. For years, the awards were handed out at the Opry House. Um, uh, now they're at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville and open to the public. The ACMs, the Academy of Country Music Awards, are held in Vegas each year. I think that they have now... You know what? I think the ACMs have announced that they're actually going to have them in Nashville this year because of everything going on. And they've bumped the date a few times. Keith Urban's still going to be the host. But ACMs, West Coast, CMAs, East Coast. As a member of country music for... And a member of uh, the CMAs until I bounced a check back in about 1999 and was blackballed. Um, they didn't give you a chance to make it good before they kicked no, you that, out? That check, no. no okay. It was a turn for NSF. All right. But um, I do think the CMAs probably have a little more credibility with the artists and the industry than the ACMs. I think so. That's always sort of been the case. So we go to New York City. Everybody goes to New York City. Everybody flies to New York City. It was the 39th annual CMA Awards at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was amazing. And we, we you know, both of us, you were doing afternoons at Kicks. Um, I was in sales at the time. Interestingly enough, um, Kix Brooks from Brooks and Dunn was the president of the CMA. And he was pretty, pretty influential in bring, wanting to bring the awards to New York City. Our general manager at the time, Victor Sansone, was the incoming CMA president. So it was it was kind of um, his, you know, entree party and he was very you know he very much wanted them to be in new york city for one year as well the crazy thing about it was there was no country station there was no country radio station in new york city at the time and you know there was a group of of people i think in new york city who wanted the awards to come and then there were those kind of elitist snobby at the time who thought why are they, you know, there's not even a country station. We don't listen to country. That was the perception. Even though Garth Brooks had sold out Central Park, you know, prior, and Shania Twain, it was, you know, the, that time period when those superstars were out there. It, it was just a very interesting time in radio because it's so hard to believe as we sit here today, because there is a, a, a strong station, country station in New York now. But country music was very fragmented. You know, it was really more of a... Midwestern Southern thing at the time, you know, it just, I don't, it's so strange to sit here and think that now, but it, it, it was sort of seen as the outsider format, if you will. Would you agree? I would agree with that. And in New York city is the media capital of the world. And so there was no exposure. What they wanted to do was expose country music um, to the advertising agencies, right? To, to let them hear it and know that it was mainstream New York City for years had a station called WYNY, which was a country station, and they changed formats in 96. And so from 96 to 2013-ish, there was no country station in New York City, the biggest radio market in America. Uh, And then in 2013, Cumulus Media launched Nash 94.7. That's now been sold to Intercom and is That's right. US 94.7. 94.7, yeah. And Kelly Ford, a very good friend of mine and, and one of the most, if not the most talented female personality in country radio, if not radio in general, is the morning host at uh, the, the country station in New York City right now. But yeah, there was a period a, that's about, a strong station now. Period for about 17 years when there was not any country radio at all. So this was a really, really big deal. Well, and the artists were spread all around the city. Um, Garth Brooks did, he performed live from Times Square and he did, um, what was it? It was a Chris well, he, Ledoux. It was kind, right. of, it was Chris kind Ledoux of interesting. Chris had passed and Chris Ledoux was an artist in his own right, but he was a former band member of Garth at yeah. one point. And so um, Garth performed uh, Good Ride Cowboy from Times Square during the show. I remember going to Madison Square Garden from our hotel room and they were setting up in yeah. Times Square. And we barely got through because yeah. they were going to shut down Times Square for this this performance. Yeah, during the CMAs, and um, I remember just riding by and just you know seeing there were it, hundreds well, of thousands of people standing around, and and every artist was there. 
Um, and you did your show. Like I said, you were doing afternoons. At the time, there was a gentleman named Craig Cornett. I don't know if you remember him. If you were a Kicks listener, he was there a very short period of time. But he did Morning Drive. He has since passed. Um, but he was doing Morning Drive at the time. And you were doing afternoons. And I can't, I think it was the Javits Center. But you guys were doing. It was somewhere near the Marriott. I think Times it was Square. the Javits Center. Because all the radio people were staying at the Marriott. Yeah, I think it was the Javits Center. And so Craig would do his show live on Kicks. Right. And then I, at some point around lunchtime, would go to wherever it was and just lay down tracks for the afternoon show. And do interviews with all the artists. I don't know. There weren't many because I wanted in and out. I remember Dirk's coming by. I remember a certain group. I do remember being in there and seeing certain groups of people coming by and you know every it was it was one of those type of things that they do like at the acms where every radio station is right. there and they're around each table. other it's got yeah. a round table and every station has a, a a card table yeah same setup uh and all the equipment's provided when you get there you don't travel with your equipment engineers are already there on site there could be 100 radio stations yeah and each artist comes in and you get three to four to five minutes with each artist and they go from table to table or station to station as is the case but they can be on 100 major country stations in, in a matter of three hours, as opposed to imagine the cost and time to travel to each of those on a bus, to each radio station on a bus. So the record labels love this kind of stuff. And those were always interesting with you because the only thing that determined that let an artist know where they were going from table to table would be the banner that would have the different call letters for the country station. Cause you have to remember, say you're Keith Urban and you're going from table to table to table. There's a person that, and we've talked about it before. Taylor Swift was one of these in a previous life, an escort, an escort. And they walk around with you. And before you get to the table, they say, okay, Keith, this is Janie and Jim from new country, Portland, Oregon, whatever. And, but it was always great to be at those with you because when the artist walked up, because you had been at the station for 26 years, they would always be like, caddy. And they were almost excited to see somebody that they knew that they had a relationship with because some of these tables and markets they could have had you know 16 different co-hosts in two years you know by the time an artist saw them when you kind of say that because i remember being a young kid and maybe doing some of these early in my career doing the round tables and the artists who didn't i didn't have a relationship with early in my career would always come up and ask for who not ask for, but ask about rhubarb, rhubarb and Moby. Yeah, rhubarb. How's and Moby. Moby doing? Yeah, and really more rhubarb than Moby. Truth be told, right? But, um, well, come on. I mean, rhubarb, rhubarb. He was. Yeah, he had a relationship with everybody. Yeah, everybody loved he rhubarb, did. and yeah. so the artists would always. And I can remember being this young snot nosed kid wondering, I wonder if that's ever going to, if I'm ever going to be in that position. Yeah, it's you know, really when an artist cool. says, you know, tell Caddy I said hi, or you know, yeah, how's they just doing? you're and, so and synonymous. Happened, yeah, because you're so synonymous with it's the station. It's a very good feeling. But we, you know, we were spread out all around the city. I remember going. You know, we had clients there. We had um, we took Carl Black and his wife. We took Mike Boucher from Carl Black and his wife. We had. Well, I want to stop right there, if you don't mind, because I think people hear the name Carl Black and they don't associate it with a person. There was a Carl Black. There just and there yes, is. <laughs> yes, there is. And through my career, people st- have asked and continue to yes. ask, "Is there really a Carl Black?" Yes, it's kind of like the uh, Santa Claus thing. It is. Yes, um, and, so and, and he, there is Carl Black and, and his wife Marilyn. And so they were very much involved. Um, in the business when we first started working with Carl Black. And Carl um, retired and got out of the business, and and Mike really took over. He was always the workhorse. He was the heartbeat of the dealership. But, you know, at the time, it was funny because everybody would hear Carl Black, and there was actually – and he was a very demure, kind of quiet man. And it was funny when people would meet him because he wasn't somebody who had, like, this larger-than-life personality. You know, you – it was kind of like it's kind of like the millionaire next door, you know, <laughs> very unassuming. And you, they people would be like, "That's Carl Black," you know. I think they expected him to have like a fifty foot gallon cowboy hat on, you know, <laughs> and a belt buckle, but that wasn't him. Horns on the front of his yeah GMC, yeah, on his GMC. But at any rate, we had clients spread out all across the city. They were all the clients were staying in Times Square. Victor and his entourage were in one hotel. <laughs> you and I were at another hotel. Um, our national sales team. And managers and stuff were in another hotel, and it was just so funny. I mean, it was it was so much fun because we just there was so much going on in the city. It was just buzzing. Um, and the night of the awards, I will say this was probably it wasn't a letdown by any means, but I mean, it was the hype up to the awards. You know, the awards show was just kind of the awards show. If you ever have the opportunity, and you can, if you go to the, you can go to the CMA awards, you can buy a ticket and go. If you ever go, um, 
you will have a good time, but you may have a little bit of disappointment too at times because it's not a normal concert. You know, it's filmed for TV. It's, um, there's a lot of breaks. There's a lot of things that are set up. There's performances that you may miss because they're on one side of a stage and then sometimes you can't see another side of a stage. Sometimes it's better to watch it from home later. <laughs> I think it's always better to watch it from home. <laughs> but it is exciting it's ex- of course, no, of course to it be is. there. It's yeah. very exciting. But as you said, the producers of these award shows could care less what it sounds like in the room. Yeah. Or in the stadium or in that stadium. Award shows aren't held at stadiums, but in, in the in the venue, right. okay, wherever that may be. They're staging it for TV. They're staging it for TV. Um, and so for that reason, the sound is always off. Oh, yeah. It's delayed. Sometimes even on TV, the sound's off a little well, bit. And I can't but tell you how many times we've been at an award show. That, that's the artist, not so much exactly. as the producers. I can't tell you how many times we've been at an award show, and you think you have an amazing seat, and then all of a sudden they come over to film a performance, and they pull all these people out of like the bowels of the stadium, and there'll be like 200 people standing in front of you watching Keith Urban play. You know what I mean? You're like, what What happened? You know, but they they need this little micro crowd of, of people. M- many times hand-selected people, too. Oh, yeah. They want the pretty people. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did we sign up to be seat fillers or something? Something for MTV. And we got approved. We had to send our pictures in. Now, I will say this was like. Were we tr- much younger? Oh, we yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was pretty. I think we were going to be somewhere where the award, some, some award show was being held. And you said, you know what? Let's apply to be seat fillers. I, Those are the people. That I think it's, in- actually it was the American Music Awards out in L.A. Okay. And you had to send. You had to upload a picture. And let me tell you, this was pre-filter and all the stuff you can do to yourself now. So, you know, you just had to send a picture in. And I remember I got through and I was waiting on yours and it was taking a little bit of time, but uh-huh. you, you made it through. <laughs> well, I guess if he's coming with her, we got to have her. He's, he's, I'm, I'm like always a loss leader. Can you imagine if we tried to I upload something right now? Uh-huh. To like, they'd be like, ah, uh, no. Well, but I, but I think. <laughs> It's worth saying that uh, those people that you see in the pits at award shows. Oh, yeah, they're hand-selected. With the wristbands on. Those, those people are hand-selected, as are seat fillers. Yeah, and, and they're and not so, paid. They're just, they get to come see the show for free. And um, there's a company. You know, if you go to New York, you can see television shows and stuff. Okay, we are way off track. But the point to all of this is um, the, the, the hype up to the actual show in New York City was amazing. Just to, because again, nowadays, if you went up to New York and you saw a um, Eric Church concert, it wouldn't seem odd to you. At the time, it was so bizarre to be in New York City. And as you said, driving through Times Square and seeing them building a stage for Garden right, And seeing cowboy hats. Yes, it was crazy. It really was. Cowboy boots and things like that. Such a great time. Some performances uh, from that night. You may recall the 2005 CMA Awards in New York City. Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi and Jennifer Nettles yep. did uh, Who Says You Can't Go Home. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Miranda Lambert with a career performance that night. She did Kerosene. And I remember so much pyro and, and yes. fire and, and just the entire stage was almost lit up from Randall Lambert. Uh, Keith Urban was crowned entertainer of the year for the first time that year in 05. Gretchen Wilson won for female vocalist of the year. Dirk Spentley got the horizon award. And um, we spent some time with big and rich while we were in New York city um, because they were so tied to the Carl black automotive group and, and, and still are to this day. We were traveling with Carl black in there. Folks, um, they changed the lyrics to their song "Coming to Your City" to "Yeah, We're Coming to New York, York City." City, you always had to get the city. Yeah, and I remember being with Big Kenny throughout the week, and everywhere he went, he would sing that song. And oh be, yeah, we're coming to New York City. City. Hello, and Winona. We were in a hotel. Um, and Winona was staying there. Winona was staying there, and Pat Green. Pat Green as well. And so it was nice that, to, to you know, Winona's always listen. She's a she's a, a, a beautiful, beautiful singer. And a beautiful person inside and out. Uh, and it was great. Was it to, Pat Green or Phil Vassar? I don't know. I think it's Pat Green. We've stayed in a couple of hotels with Pat Green then. Yes. Including here in Atlanta. Yeah. When he, now, Gretchen okay. Wilson. Now, when they were Kenny younger, that they, you couldn't get their sound confused, but they definitely had a similar look. Phil, Phil Vassar, Vassar and, and Pat Green? Yeah, absolutely. Put a Google on that right now, and you will agree with me. Not old versions, young versions. Wellstar Health System is helping you fight COVID-19 with comprehensive health services, including urgent care telemedicine, primary care, and the largest trauma and emergency network in the state. Wellstar.org forward slash COVID-19 is where you're going to find updates, tools, you'll find resources to help you stay safe and stay healthy. You have questions about the best ways to stay healthy and you want the latest information about COVID-19. 
Wellstar has it for you now at wellstar.org forward slash COVID-19. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. Dinner Affair changes the menu every month. And what you get at Dinner Affair is a healthy, delicious meal for your family and different meal packages priced differently too. A six dinner price, $129, $30 off your first order when you use the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. And that uh, six dinner price falls below $100. So your meal package comes with the meals that you have selected, wrapped in butcher paper. Everything that you need to prepare that meal for the night is included. Pre-chopped, pre-prepped, giving you more time delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E. Dot com. Are you shocked to learn, Donna, that nearly 75% of Americans right now say that they've given up on real clothes during self-isolation? No. I mean, I'm not shocked. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've seen people. I think it's one thing in your house. I do think people have kind of given up, too, on on going out. I've seen people in the grocery store, like in their pajamas, padding around. I will say this. I think you, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you, is it true that you have eaten dinner with me in a pair of sleep pants in sleep shoes? Sure. Oh my gosh. Out during COVID. Uh, no. Now they were Ugg pants, but they were sleep pants. When was this? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Listen, I don't care. I didn't really care before COVID hit, to be honest with you, about so you are definitely in the 75%. Of course I am. And I probably will be well after because I'm now so comfortable with, I'm okay with wearing sleep pants all day. This is the first time I have tucked a shirt in in two months. And I know that you would look be so handsome. Today. Well, thank you. Very kind. Here's my problem though with, with clothes and the reason why I would prefer to live in stretch pants and sleep pants. Well, you're having an issue with your button. Excuse me? Are you having an issue with your button? Maybe I've had that problem for years. You know that. Do what now? No, like your zipper, your button. That's an ongoing issue. Um, Well, of course I am. I put on weight, but here's what happens. When you try to wear a dress shirt right now, I can only speak about myself, but my dress shirts are desperate to find material. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're pulling from all over your body, including under your arms. Oh, gosh. In your armpit area. And what it does is it, it cuts off your circulation yeah, it hurts. and your arms turn blue because your shirt yeah. is desperate to cover your belly. And so it's pulling from all over, just looking for, just hunting for material. I will never forget. I'm just now, you know how I do have a memory like an elephant. Mm-hmm. I remember we were in Nashville and we were going to the Chrisley's anniversary party. And I was trying to get you to zip up the back of my dress. And you actually said to me, it's not making it over the hill. I don't know about that. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> the hill being my back fat, probably. I, Donna, that's that's. I, I don't know that. But we're all stretching for material. That's it's my, my point exactly. Yeah, my not not, not content for the podcast. Material, desperate but. to well that some days <laughs> as well. But my my shirts are desperate to find material just to get over get over my. Belly. I think everybody's just in a. St- I will. I think that everyone's very comfortable right now, and I think what is coming out of this is people have realized, and this is going to sound so everybody's like yes, they're saying that, but it's true. You can do just as much with less. That, well, I, there's some that should not. I don't mean less fabric, but I mean, you know, if you don't go and get if you can't get your hair colored every four weeks when your gray starts coming in, you start to realize that you know what. Maybe I can make it six, seven weeks. You know, if if you don't get your Botox and you got some wrinkles, it's not ideal. But, you know, and I can live that way. If you, I don't know, it, it, you know, if you normally wear, you know, if you like to dress up more, you may have discovered during this time period that while you don't want to look sloppy, you're kind of okay with being a little more casual. You know, I, I think that there are some things that, have come out of this where it's completely broken us down to be pretentious because there's just, there's no one to help you be pretentious. There's no time to be pretentious and there's no money to be pretentious, you know? Amen. So yeah, I believe it. How about this one? The average American gets confused about what day it is five times every week. I was surprised about that. Five seems a lot. I do get confused on the way here today to the app and media group and app and podcast network. I stopped at the, 
Uh, it's a Chevron store. Yeah, I always stop there on the way here. Right. Uh, up here on the corner, of, right off North Main Street, near Campbell Tire. And I go in, and the guy, that's, the gentleman, the owner, is always there. Uh, I was like, hey, how are you? He's like, hey, good to see you. I said, happy Friday. And Donna, he stops and turns around and looks at me. He goes, I mean, just as serious can be. He goes, it's Friday. <laughs> I said, yes, it's Friday. We don't celebrate Fridays like we used to. No. You know, because it's just another day right now. Exactly. He looks at me, Donna, and he says, I thought that it was Tuesday. Well, that's a now that's a big change. And I said, no. I said, listen, it's it's we're it's almost Friday. halfway through Friday at this point. And then you got Memorial Day coming up. You know, if we were in the workforce, if, oh, if, if things were normal, like, you would have been looking forward oh my gosh. to Monday, which is Memorial Day. You would be looking forward yes. to that day for the past three weeks. Yes. You don't even know right now when Memorial no. You don't you had no idea until I brought this up <laughs> no. that Memorial Day is coming up on Monday. No, you're right. You're we're right. inside a week for Memorial Day and you had no clue. Five I, times a week. That seems low to me that people get confused about what day it is. Yeah. I I uh, I think the days I think the days are long, the weeks are short. I don't know how that works. But sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, the days seem so long. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, is it already Thursday? You know. These are percentages about the lockdown that you may find interesting. 80% say the days are starting to blur together. Where are these 20% whose days are not blurring together at They're this like point? They're like overachievers. Okay. Yeah. Silly overachievers. Yeah. Uh, top ways to stay motivated in self-isolation. Um, trying to exercise when you can, mm-hmm. uh, maintaining a semblance of your routine, using snacks as a motivator. Uh, that that is stop. that's clearly kept me going. Let's pause. Yeah. Uh, and number four, getting dressed for work like you usually dress for the office is a way to stay motivated in self isolation. I'm in for this half, but yet seventy five percent of us are happy. Have given up on real clothes. I'm in halfway. Like I'm kind of like. I do wear a lot of jeans, and I've had people say to me, wow, you're wearing jeans. But frankly, I've just run out of play clothes, you know? <laughs> I just, I mean, I just have run out of them. If you are snacking a lot, you're in self-isolation, here are some reasons why. Uh, number one, 59% variety of snack options. It's a lot to choose from in the pantry. Number two, boredom. Yes. Absolutely it is. Number three, a coping mechanism. And number four, stress. Definitely. All right. Here's another statistic, another percentage. 40% of families are more likely to homeschool when the pandemic ends. Okay, we are not in that 40%. 40% say, we're going to keep the kids home forever after all this, and we're going to homeschool them. Yeah. Not going to happen with us? Not not for me. I mean, listen, if it's if it's mandated, then obviously, if that's the way to do it. I think there's a difference in virtual learning and homeschooling. Homeschooling means you're you're taking on the onus of, of getting it done. You know, there are programs that homeschoolers use that are, you know, and, and listen, certainly for people who that works for, I, I, the one thing that I always say about education and kids is whatever works for you. I am not a big believer in judging how people educate or raise their children everybody has their own path but for me i can only speak for myself that's um i don't think i would want to do that here's one about the cruising industry in the three days following carnival's announcement that it will resume some cruises on august 1st a travel agency said it saw a 600 percent increase in booking are you kidding me is that even possible? I don't know. And who who's going to go on a cruise? A lot of people, evidently. But I'm the guy. Also, listen, if cruising is your thing and you want to go cruising, cruise on. Cruise on. I'm not going to cruise shame on. you. I'm not going to call you out or anything like that. Cruise on. All right. As millions of people file for unemployment, OnlyFans has reported, here's your uh, percentage, a 75% increase in signups. 150,000 new users creating accounts every single day at OnlyFans. Okay, which begs the question, <laughs> is OnlyFans like Pornhub, like Grubhub? OnlyFans is a, um, it's like a, a platform uh-huh. where you can decide to... For, for dirty material. Uh, not necessarily. I think that if you want to make money, you probably need to do some racy images and some videos. And, is it like a dirty TikTok? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like a dark web TikTok. It was not dark web. It's just mainstream. 
Hmm. Now, here's a big difference in OnlyFans and why, and it's men and women and celebrities are doing it too. Because um, you can charge whatever you want per month. Oh, you have to have a membership. Well, no, you putting up your boobies. Okay, I'm not. Online. You, you, no, you decide what you want to charge why, your fans. Why? I mean, again, we is it thirteen ninety nine a month? We had clocked through, and we hadn't had that work. Is it nineteen ninety nine a month? Is it three ninety nine a month? Uh, What's the worth of your boobies uh, on OnlyFans? Here's why people go to OnlyFans. I'm probably though. gonna have to pay people. Here's why people go to OnlyFans because they only take a twenty percent cut. Now, to put that into perspective, most cam sites take forty percent or higher, and that's why OnlyFans is incredibly popular. Seventy-five percent increase in signups. All right. Only fans. Some self-isolation percentages and statistics for you. Okay. Gallery furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. The showroom is now open. Gallery furniture is not going to be underpriced. You can get products uh, like Jackson, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture for good quality at a great price. They'll get you the best deal possible. Something for all your home needs, all at great prices. Gallery Furniture Gainesville. They have uh, many brands, many styles. They also offer you financing. Ask for the Wolfman.com online, but the showroom's open. The showroom has reopened now at Gallery Furniture, Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for Marilyn, Shane, ask for Chris, ask for Donna, or now ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn, at the location there in Gainesville on Hall County. Pot peeps for this episode. Of my second act. You want to go first? Yeah. So I got, um, actually, Keith. Um, Rockdale Bone. Keith Rockdale Bone sent me this. He's a hype man. He is. Love he is Keith. He's an awesome hype man. First of all, I want to. Got a great show. The Redneck Show is Keith's show every Sunday night on yes. Facebook. They it, do it live. It's a Facebook live show, and it's amazing if you haven't ever watched Crazy it. Crazy stuff. I was a guest on that show. As soon as my knock and peak lifted, that's the first place I went. It reminds me of, if you've lived in Atlanta forever, it reminds me of the old, like, TBS like people meet it just it's just crazy shows like I don't know anybody can. Well, just like me. podcasting, anything goes on. Facebook anything goes. for the most part, I think. But yeah. I also want to say, um, his mother, Keith's mother, had um a small stroke. She is recovering and doing well, but we want to send her good wishes. And I told him, I said, listen, the best medicine for anyone's mother when they're or father when they're going through something is to have their child there taking care of them, and he's doing that. So, but he sent me this um this story about this little boy, and his name is Grayson. Um, his name is Grayson McIntosh, and he lives in Conyers. And he has a fifth birthday coming up, and it's on May 22nd. And um, he's had a really tough road. The last two birthdays, he lost two people that were really important to him. So on his third birthday, he lost his Aunt Connie. And then on his fourth birthday, he lost Sam, who was his uncle. And so he's just, you know, his birthday's always kind of been like had a a, a, dark, a dark kind of turn on it and so he's turning five and he can't have a party because of everything that's going on with corona so he just wants everyone he wants to get a lot of birthday cards so we're going to send him a birthday card and his birthday is may 22nd if you're listening to this you know the day it comes out you may have time to get him one but i thought about this even if it's after his birthday how about just sending him a card like just a you know how are you do, doing? Do you have the physical address? I do. Let's record it. We'll, we'll include it in the letter. Yeah. This Saturday. I'll make a note of that right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you if you live in Conyers and you know Grayson, just tell him, you know, happy birthday. And, and certainly moving forward, I think he'll have big things coming for all of his birthdays. They're all going to be great and happy. But um, we will put his address in yes. the letter. And even, like I said, if you've missed his birthday window, don't worry about that. Just, you know, send him a little, how you doing card? Everybody, how you doing, Grayson? How you doing? Everybody could use a little happiness uh crystal hamilton is a pot peep for this episode she writes i just wanted to let you guys know that i started back to work last week which means i started back with the podcast on my way to work i missed you guys hello also i started uh, where i left off which was right when all the closures started happening because of COVID 19 it's funny and interesting to hear your predictions of what y'all think may happen and where we are now and we probably missed most everything with our predictions <laughs> right so, so glad to be listening to you on the way back to work. Also notice Gallery Furniture is now a sponsor of the podcast. It brought me back to my college days when I got my first apartment. I needed a bed, and my mom and I drove all the way to Gainesville to ask for the Wolfman. We bought my day bed from him personally. Hashtag memories, Crystal Hamilton. Yeah. What a great story. Great story. Intro the show today. Good friend of the family, 
Uh, Bo Jackson is known all over, and not for baseball, but for being a fantastic man, but also being a wonderful educator and a tutor to yes. many, many people that we know, including uh, our kids through the years. So yeah. uh, Bo Jackson intro the show today. Yeah, so Bo lives in, um, and it's so funny, we've talked about him before, but his name is, his real name is Brian Bo Jackson, but he goes by Bo Jackson. He lives in Cherokee County. Um, he has a beautiful wife named Bonnie. He has three kiddos, Allie, Kelsey, and Drew. He teaches math. He's like a super math teacher, which, gosh, we all need math teachers, um, at Dean Rusk Middle School. And his kids love him. I actually had someone, we had mentioned Bo in a previous podcast, as being when we were talking about Will and being Will's tutor um, and how he really helped Will and I get through um, math from probably sixth grade through 10th to 11th grade. But um, one of his former students reached out to me and said, is this the same Bo Jackson that used to teach? Because he used to teach at Northwestern Middle School. And um, she was like, he was my favorite teacher. And just like we were talking about in the beginning, that shows you she's now married, grown. Teachers have an amazing ability to really, um, you know, help kids all through life. Um, but it was kind of funny when he was our tutor, every, everyone, all the kids love him. And anybody that anytime you were having a struggle with math and you ask for a tutor, or if someone came to me and said, do you know a math tutor? I'd be like, do you know Bo? <laughs> and everybody would be like, Bo Jackson? Yeah, he's the best math tutor ever. But it was impossible to get in with Bo. So, I mean, you did not want to give up your slot. And you really didn't want to give up your slot, even when your kid got really good with math, just because he's so much fun to talk to. I would waste, like, I would say a good 20 minutes of every tutoring session just talking about life with Bo, you know. And he, and I would always make, make him food because he's just so cute. And he's so, you can say that about a grown man. He is. He's just a cutie. And Bonnie knows he's cute. This is weird. No, it's not. Everybody knows Bo's cute. And he's an amazing math tutor. I called it with Bo on the phone in the past week and asked him if he would enter the show. And we were laughing about old times and he shared a story with me after listening to the episode where I outed myself for the second ticket in two weeks. Bo said that that caused him to come clean with his wife, Bonnie about a speeding ticket that he had gotten back on Valentine's day. Really? February 14th. He's told me he was leaving <laughs> a, um, he was leaving a tutoring session at somebody's home and he was trying to get home to spend Valentine's Aww. evening with Bonnie and, and his daughters. And, uh -huh. um, and so he was on Batesville road. He told me, and he was racing and he said, there's always a policeman sitting there and I should have known, but I didn't. And he pulled me over and Bo tried, pulled the old, listen, I'm racing home to, to be with my, my wife. wife and daughters. And the, <laughs> I will call it maybe it was a Cherokee County deputy. I don't know, but he said, then I'll write up your ticket quickly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. So great to catch up with you, Bo. And yes. thank you for uh, your support of the podcast. Thanks for all you do for all the kids, too. Uh, they, Bo's a, Bo Jackson is a day release listener. Yes. Um, and uh, when he when he runs in the morning, he listens to the podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So thank you for everything, Bo, your friendship and your support of our kids and also um, my second act. We have a small ask of you, three things, if you uh, can. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up during the podcast. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And they do include... Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. 1-800-HURT-911. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. And DinnerAffair.com. Brand new episodes, Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. 